We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime All bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All Bases Covered, my brother Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast We are back on a Monday Hopefully we do not have the audio issues that plagued our show on Friday We got a huge show today, guys We got a guest coming on, hopefully, to talk Bengals draft We got huge NFL news that just broke maybe uh, an hour or two ago or so uh, but, boys, man, Sam, how happy are you right now? I, if I could see you, I bet you're fucking grinning ear to ear right now that you guys got AA around. Oh, absolutely fucking yes, I am, 110%. So <laughs> I, I just, I'm waiting for Josh to get on the show so I could tell him to kick rocks because the last couple months he's been like, ooh, San Francisco, ooh, fucking this <laughs> and that. I, I hope he fucking <laughs> understands that Aaron Rodgers was going to come to the Jets regardless. Yeah, that's where he said he wanted to play, man. So that's you know that's good on them. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Uh, what do you What do you think about? Oh, well, we'll get to later. Him. I want I want your thoughts on what was given yeah. up for him at some point. Yeah, we'll get to that here in a second. I know we got uh, we got our guest Ty. Uh, he's dialed in now. He's on to talk some Bengals draft. So let's circle back to that, Sam. Let's circle back to the Rogers trade and the package here in a moment here. Uh, so, uh, Josh or Joe, do me a favor before I introduce Ty. What's the what's the fan page on Facebook that he runs? I'll, I'll let Joe go over that uh, because I'm eating okay. dinner, so I'll let him do that introduction. Okay. That means All right, Joe, you give the introduction. Okay. I'm gonna I'm, I'm dialing okay. Ty in now, so go ahead and give him the introduction, buddy. Uh, no. Uh, so, uh, you know. Funny man, uh, you might have seen him at, uh, you know. Oh, the, he just dropped. He just dropped. Well, <laughs> he just dropped. he's going to, uh. Way uh, to go, Joe. Great in in interaction. You know what? You <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Ty has done some stand-up comedy at the Funny Bone uh, here in, in Ohio. Okay. Uh, he is now a editor slash writer uh, for... Uh, his own, uh, you know, journal, uh, articles or journals. Uh, it's called Ty's Take, uh, where he looks at, you know, the Bengals, looks at uh, different aspects, uh, you know, and gives his feel on, you know, how things are going. Uh, he's going to dial back in here in a second, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, and don't don't forget the most important hey, thing, Joe, is he was our wrestling coach. Oh yeah. There we go. All right, he's back here now. We got Ty. Hey Ty, good evening. Thank you for joining the All Bases Covered podcast. Uh as Joe kind of stuttered his way through the introduction there. Uh, <laughs> we're glad to have you. you guys <laughs> we're glad to have you on. What's up, fellas? <laughs> 
All right. So we got uh, the draft coming up this Thursday at 8 o'clock. Oh, Bengals taking at 28. Uh, I was curious what your thoughts were, Ty. Um, do you think they move up? Uh, are they going to stay pat? And who do you like there at number 28? You know, I, I think it's uh, up in the air right now. Uh, you know, I like drafting in the back. You know, I hope we we continue to be 32 every year. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I, I think it's up in the air because they're you know it's they're not quite sure who's gonna who's gonna drop. Somebody's gonna drop. It depends on what kind of run yeah. they have. Like if there's a lot of quarterbacks that are taken and receivers, and that's going to open up the back end and, and, and allow a lot of choices. And I really think that the way the Bengals set up their uh, set up their their roster this year with going out and getting free agents like Orlando Brown and Cody Ford and Nick Scott and Sidney Jones and all those guys, I think that allows them to pick – for uh, value and not for need. I'm definitely a good, uh, interesting take there. Yeah, I've been thinking that they were going to go O-line maybe there, taking Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma or possibly DeJuan Jones out of Ohio State. But from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing Jackson Carmen's been impressing lately. Um, And that they might even have him – Start at right tackle, depending on what happens with General Williams. Yeah, I, I think they have a lot of options. I personally would like to see a tackle, but a tackle would have to yeah. fall. Like Darnell Wright, uh, you know, I think he's the most uh, best fit at the at the right tackle spot. Um, Dewan Jones. Does his back huge. issues worry you at all? Does uh, does right back back problems worry you at all? I think they the do so round. much. Yeah, I think they do so much medical on these guys through MRIs mm-hmm. and everything that they know what they're getting when they're coming in. You know, if you're going to spend that kind of money, yeah. you know they're they're they know. So we'll, we'll see if yeah. those guys drop. But Dewan Jones is a you know a lot of people talk about him, but he's kind of like a buyer beware. You know, he's so big at 6'9", 370. You know, that's his last weight recorded. But he didn't weigh yeah. in at the combine or the pro day. And he only went to the, you know, the senior bowl one day and dominated and left. So, like, I don't yeah. know the story on him. The only thing I know, he's an Ohio State uh, offensive lineman, and we've had bad luck with him lately. So, stay away. My I, I did see him dunk a basketball on Twitter at 370 pounds, yeah. so he is pretty athletic. But uh, if they don't go with a tackle in the very beginning, you know, I think they'll get one in the later rounds because they've spoken to some of these guys, like Warren McClendon from Georgia. He's like six yeah. foot. And uh, somebody to keep an eye on, I guess a dark horse, was Jake Witt. He's out of Central Michigan, and he's six seven, three oh one. So they they brought him. Yeah, he's, he's making some him. noise late. He seems to be pushing up draft boards late. He went from being an unrestricted free agent to being someone people were talking about possibly being a day three pick. Well, the Chiefs have even talked to him, so that yeah. tells you, you know, his stock is going up. So it'll be interesting. I, I'd like to see a 
a tackle, but I think they got a lot of options. You bring up, you know, Jackson Carmen. You bring up, um, you know, uh, Cody Ford's going to be uh, fighting for that. I don't think uh, Lyle Collins is uh, ready to come back just yet. He had a he had a pretty bad injury, but then you know, if push comes to shove, you can always move uh, Joan over there. Well, hopefully. I mean, I think that's what they were hoping, but with him requesting a trade, it kind of throws a wrench into things. I, I saw an interesting trade proposal now coming on to different websites, and that was the Bengals trading pick 28 and Jonah Williams plus pick number 90 or whatever their third-round pick is, and then sending that to Tampa Bay. Them getting the 19th pick overall plus Tampa's third-round pick of, like, of like 82. So the Bengals would basically move up 10 spots in the third round, and then they would move up 10, 10 11 spots in the first round, and then they'd be starting to go away to Tampa. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. The Bengals usually don't typically move up for guys, but uh, I guess it would depend on who was there at 19 if they really liked somebody. Um, any any defenders, Ty, that you, you got your eye on? Uh, for the Bengals, any, any guys that really stand out for you? Um, I think cornerback. I think if they don't go tackle and they don't yeah. go and they don't go tight end, right? I think if Dalton Kincaid's there, I think they pull the trigger on him. Or Michael Mayer, you know, they brought him in and talked to him, and even Sam Laporta, be it he'd be like a second round pick. But yeah. uh, I think Emmanuel Forbes, they've talked about. You know, he's six uh, hundred. His downfall is the only one hundred seventy-seven, but he has huge uh, yeah. long arms, and he's a playmaker. I, I, so I, think, I, I don't like his film. Oh, sorry, so I was just gonna say I don't like Forbes' film at all, and he can't come down in the box and stop the run. Oh, um, I, I don't know. I like I like Cam Smith out of South Carolina a lot more than I like Manuel Forbes. Yeah, he weighs more. He he's a playmaker too. You know, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Cam Smith either. That's a you know that's a good pick. So you know I don't. Some people have even uh, had us uh, listed to Deontay Banks out of Maryland. So yeah. it it, it yeah. just really depends on who drops and where their value is on that. But the good news is that we don't have to reach like uh, like we did for like Billy Price for example. Right. You know when we were when we were looking for us we had to have a center and so we reached for Billy and. That turned out uh, not to work in our favor until yeah. it was time to trade for B.J. Hill. <laughs> right. Well, there's there's two defenders that I am absolutely drooling over that I wish would fall to the Bengals, and that's Kalijah Canty, the defensive tackle out of Pitt, and then Nolan Smith, the uh, defensive end out of Georgia. Uh, both those guys, I think, especially with the fact that I think Hendrickson's contract is up at the end of the season. And our defensive line, I, I believe that B, I believe B.J. Hill, if I'm not mistaken, is also up at the end of the season. Someone said that uh, the Bengals only have three guys on defense signed uh, after 2024. So there's going to be a lot of guys that either need to be re-signed or, or let go. So uh, Bengals usually like to draft positions a year earlier than they have to, um, you know, like when they took defensive backs uh, last year. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they look defensive line uh, in the first round if somebody like 
like a Kalijah Canty or, or a Lucas Von Ness or a Nolan Smith happens to fall on that lap at 28. Well, I saw a recent stat where they haven't chose um, a defensive ender tackle since Justin Smith in 2001. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's too uh, long. That's too long. Yeah, it has been too long. I, you know, if Kansi drops, there's a lot of – some people worried about his arm length. He's, he's not – he doesn't have long arms, and they're worried about him. In the, in the, he's a playmaker. I don't know if he drops yeah. – you know, Nolan Smith, you talked about, he's 6'3". He, he's about what a defensive end the Bengals look. They like those long, tall, 6'3", 240 pounds. I mean, he would, you know, Lucas Van Ness, another one out of Iowa. Um, uh, and then some people even said, you know, when they talk about Reader, maybe Mazzy Smith out of Michigan at 6'3". Oh, because Reader, and, and that's not necessarily getting rid of Reader, but Reader's up next year, and then if you put him in, you could maybe let Tupa go, and then yeah. you can save money there. So they've even talked about that. I have no idea where they're going to go in this draft uh, as far as, yeah. you know, in the first round. You know, like you said, they I put a thing on my uh, on my Bengals page where they – and I about where the ESPN talked about moving up. I, I saw that article and then you know moving back to if they feel like there's a about yeah. three or four guys they may even move back so it's you know i think it's all yeah. up in the air right now yeah, i agree oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. one thing that one thing that i'm hoping doesn't happen i mean i know that, that everybody seems to be in love with this guy but i really hope the Bengals uh don't draft the like Bijan Robinson at 28 or like make a move up to go get him because I, I think there's a lot of other needs that can help you in a Super Bowl offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, uh, other than a running back. Uh, so I, I know some people that I've talked to were like, oh man, Bijan Robinson falls, the Bengals should snag him in. I'm just, I'm not on that boat for taking mm-hmm. a running back in the first round. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to B.J. Robinson. I think they need an explosive back. You know, you know. Uh, Callahan talked about how Mixon is your workhorse. He's going to get to two and three yards. I, you know, I, I thought P. Ryan was that yeah. guy, but um, right. They need somebody that is going to be explosive out of the backfield, and they're going to need somebody that you know can get these yards and. If they're going to play cover two and 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 cloud both of our uh, receivers, they need either a tight end or a running back that can catch. And, and once they get the ball, be so explosive that you have to bring, you know, you you're like, well, I don't trust a, a linebacker to cover these guys, so I want to bring somebody. Up. So I, you know, I he's an explosive runner. Um, so we'll have to yeah. see. We'll have to jump. You know, they've even yeah. said. Jamar Gibbs uh, might be that guy, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know if they'll go running back in the in the in the first round or not. So, yeah, do the Bengals take a do the Bengals take a flyer on Austin Eckler and try to make a trade for him? Say that again. Do the Bengals try to take the flyer on Austin Eckler and see if we can't get him in here? Mm. The Chargers are going to want like a like literally a a. a Ransom for him at this point. 
because of all the touchdowns he's scored the last couple of years. Eckler's a heck of a player. He's just a little older than they like. You know, these guys want to go younger. Uh, If you go Eckler, he comes with a price tag. And the thing with that, he'd be explosive. He'd be awesome. But I think with these contracts coming up, when you talk about Burrow and you talk about T and you talk about Chase, you're going to have to get younger and you have to get cheaper. And so I don't know if Eckler is going to fit into that in their equation of how they want to set up the roster. Fair point. <laughs> okay. Um, Josh or Joe or uh, Sam, you got any more questions for uh, for Ty regarding the Bengals and the NFL draft? Yeah, I have a question. No, I, 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 you're good. Oh, so, uh, you know, my, my question is, uh, what, in your mind, what would be the most quality uh, replacement for Joe Mixon right now that's available in the league? Let's let's not talk about the draft. Let's talk about what's available in the league. Uh, if he doesn't take a pay cut and we have to release him, is that what you're saying? Or trade him? We yeah. Uh, the assumption is that, the assumption is that you're letting him go. All right. Um, then I would I would go in the draft. I would go. I would I would have to get a experience, or I mean, an uh, uh, explosive guy. And you might even double dip well, well, let's, let's Let's say we take away the aspect of the draft. Let's say the current pool of, of players that's available. Which one would you target? Well, I think uh, Ezekiel's still out there. He's a blocker. Yeah, that's right? what I wanted to hear. Oh, yeah, yes, I love that pick. Yeah, I love that if, if you're going to um, – if, if, if your goal is to – you know, be a passing team. Uh, I would, I would talk to Ezekiel, see what he wants, and get him in here to be a blocker, take over P Ryan's spot. Don't forget about Travion Williams. He led the SEC at Texas A&M, and it usually takes about two or three years to really, you know, find your way. And he, he, he can go. He just hasn't had the opportunity. So, and and Chris Evans is more of a scat back in the back and out of the backfield. But those guys are still good. I mean. Um, I think a little homecoming for Zeke coming back to like, you know, you played at Ohio state, right. would be also refreshing for him. Yeah. uh, It just depends on what he wants. And I think how he fits in the locker room and how his medicals are all going to turn out, but yet you could, you could cut Mixon, you know, take that pay cut and put it towards somebody else and pay Zeke a little bit cheaper and have him block that. That's one way of, of going out and doing it. That's how I would, how I would do it if it was me. Thanks. That was my question. So, so Ty, you kind of had a front row view of Paris Johnson Jr. I was watching that kid uh, through high school. Uh, massive. He's big. And not only is he big, but he is a nice, nice guy, super guy, works hard, got a strong work ethic. For a big guy, he has great feet, like he can move. And so, yeah, if we were going to move up, and there was any chance of getting him, um, uh, I, I would hope we'd do that. You know, if I, I, usually those guys stop by Princeton, uh, but I guess he's re- been really busy, you know, with the draft coming up and everything. But I was hoping to run into him and say, man, you couldn't just uh, screw up on the combines a little bit so you would drop and we'd pick him up. But I don't think he was going for that. But, yeah, he's a he's a great kid, man. He, we, you know, he, he's really uh, – a, a good tackle. He's just, we're not in a position, I don't think, to get him. 
All right, Ty. Well, we uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you jumping on the show here and uh, giving us your insight. And uh, we hope that uh, maybe you'll join us again uh, down the road here, or maybe uh, once uh, once training camp starts, we can talk some more Bengal stuff. Yeah, anytime, guys. Anytime you you know if you have any questions or you know uh, if you get a chance, stop by uh, Ty's Take. It's on Facebook. Um, and uh, I, I post all kinds of articles and stats and memes and graphics and uh, just to get your local Bengal information. All right. You heard it here. Go to Ty's do Take on Facebook. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you, Ty. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, guys. Bye. All right. Thank okay, you. Ty. Thank you. Bye. Uh Circling back to the Aaron Rodgers news, so here's what was given up. The Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers pick number 15 and uh, and pick number 170. The Packers get the 13th pick, so they swap picks in the first round. They get the Jets' uh, second-round pick, 42. They get a sixth-round pick, um, and then they get a conditional 2024 second-round pick that could become a first if Rodgers plays 60% of the – 65% of the plays. 65, yeah. Um, okay. right. Yeah. I'm a little I'm a little surprised that they swapped picks in the first round. I'm a little surprised that the, that the Jets are going to give a first round – another first round pick, considering that Rodgers – will likely play 65% of the staff this year, but he could retire at the end of the year. But I think the Jets are in a position where they know they don't have a quarterback on the roster when they had to go all in because uh, their, their window is incredibly small now, I would say. They, it, it's this year and next year, and that's it, I think. And that, that's my opinion. And I think, honestly, if on the Jets, I'm hoping, I'm almost hoping if things go disastrously, for the Jets, they should just sit. And it's like, let's say the Jets start like one in six, just sit, just sit Rodgers the rest of the season, and don't let that pick become a first round pick. But I don't right. see it right. going disastrously. But I just think this is now you're you're. This is a ban- they, quarterback is a gaping hole that they have put stitches in right now. But it's not. So listen. The other thing is that if Rodgers does play the 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 full two years, I think that Zach Wilson has probably the best, you know, chance to learn from anybody when it comes to being a QB in this league. Yeah. So I I, I feel like you know Zach Wilson might make strides with the right person guiding him, you know, in the right way. But Rodgers has been in for throwing aside rookies. I mean, look, Rodgers has probably done at this, right? So he, he, I think he yeah. actually will take the time in, in building up Zach Wilson. That's what I believe. Okay. Okay. Uh, so just, I think, we're at Vegas wins for like over under eight wins before this trade happened. I would say they're now probably like 11 wins. Do you think – what do you think their record's going to be, Sam? I mean, just looking at schedule. So, so look, I'm not going to – I don't know. The, I haven't looked at the schedule deeply to, to kind of sort of dissect it okay. now with this trade going in. I'd like the draft to actually go through to see what other pieces could be added to the puzzle. But I yeah. honestly think that if, if uh, the Jets don't make 
the AFC Championship game, I would say the season is moot. It's 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 not worth. You know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a good gamble. Let me play you that one. Okay. Well, sorry, you guys aren't making an AFC title game. Yeah, I mean, sorry. yeah, if you if we don't and, and if we don't make it, we don't make it. That's fine. But I'm thinking that yeah. again, optimistically, optimistically, yeah. if they make it to the AFC Championship game, then I would say that mm-hmm. listen, run it back one more year. Now let's see if you can get over the hump. Okay. Right. Well, so here's and the if, you, if they if they bought them out, if they bought them out, then I would say the yeah. experiment is cut. You know. Yeah. So here's here's their schedule. They got to play the NFC East and they got to play the AFC West this year. Okay. So the home games for the Jets are obviously the Bills, Dolphins, Patriots. They get the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Eagles all at home, plus the Commanders, Texans, Falcons. They go on the road to Dallas, Denver, Las Vegas, Miami, New England, New York, Buffalo, and Cleveland. And all of those games, having Aaron Rodgers gives us a chance now with our defense being what it is. Yeah, I mean, you get you. I'm not saying they're winnable games. I'm saying that we're not competitive. You getting the Chiefs, Chargers, and Eagles at home is huge. None of those being on the road is is huge. No, but also keep in mind, like again, gotta gotta stay competitive, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers makes us competitive. No, he does. He does. If his if his heart's in it, he makes you very competitive. He makes you very competitive. He's he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league if he's feeling it. So we will see what happens. I don't know where Josh went, guys. He dropped as soon as Ty dropped. So I'm not sure where Josh is, is at now. I don't know if he was having some issues or what's going on. But uh, Josh has, has not been able to dial back in. Um, so – Let's go here to uh, some NBA news now, guys. we got about a half an hour left. I want to cover some NBA stuff. What, what do you think of the rumors now? I'm hearing rumors are starting to heat up with Dame to Brooklyn. Uh, I heard that, too. Really, yeah. Go ahead. My, my, my opinion on that is that, you know, I don't think Dame is going to go to a team that's still also in no better shape than the team that he's currently on. You know, and I really think he's always touted like, you know, hey, listen, I'm a Portland guy and I was drafted by you guys and I'm going to stick with this, you know, know, organization and the team. He's been team first and he's watched other stars leave, other all-stars leave, right? Um yeah. But I think now it's gonna re- reality is gonna sink in, and he's like, I don't want to be Carl Malone. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be those guys that have illustrious careers but nothing to show for it from a championship perspective. And I'm not saying championship makes or breaks him, but right. it would be amazing to have on your resume if when you retire and that you have a chip, right? Well, so here's the thing: I, it's not that he wants to leave. Portland. Portland's also saying, hey, we're going to do full rebuild, and I don't think you're in these plans anymore. You're 32 years old. He always came out and said that he's not with that rebuild. Now, you are right as far as Brooklyn doesn't necessarily – Brooklyn did make the playoffs this year as a sixth seed. They do have some pieces. They got Michael Bridges, 
who I really like as a, as a really elite defender and a, and a solid scorer. And they got Cameron Johnson and Nick Claxton and some other players. You, you forget that record was but, bolstered on the fact they had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for the first half of the season. You, right? Okay, good Pretty point. Much. Fair point. So you have Ben Simmons. I don't know if the Trailblazers are taking him back. That means you would have to probably give up like Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Harris, who are on expiring deals. That's thirty-nine million right there. That would cover pretty much Damian Lillard's forty-five million-dollar contract. And Brooklyn might have thrown some picks and maybe a young player like a Cam Thomas or or uh, uh, someone like uh, Edmund Sumner. Uh, but I don't. You're right. I don't like it. Um, I don't think it's a team that he can go win a championship with or even make it out of the first round with. The team that I like him going to, that I would love to see him go to, but I don't know if this team has the assets to make the move, is the Miami Heat. I think if the yeah, Heat compare yeah. him All of a sudden, Jimmy, Miami then has – see, you know, one thing I'll tell you about Miami – I'm sorry to cut you off. But yeah. One thing I'll, I'll tell you, they're, they're really good at replacing aging stars. So, like, when D-Wade was on his yeah. way out, they brought in a relatively young Jimmy Butler, right? Uh, in his prime, Jimmy Butler, I would say, right? And Jimmy Butler's proven, still proving now to this day at age 30 that he can still ball out. So, um, you know, they, they're really good. And Jimmy Butler's not going to have forever there. So right. as he goes out, they can bring in Dame Lillard, who's, you know, I'm not saying he's younger, but he's fresh, a fresh star to that, to that organization. Yeah. I don't like that move, uh, though. I, think, I still think the Heat are not going anywhere with that. No? No, man. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. I still see, like, a very top-heavy Boston, Philly, Bucks, uh, Eastern Conference, and now the Knicks are looking kind of dangerous. Like, if Dame went to the Knicks somehow. So, who do you give, uh, who do you give up? Do you give up R.J. Barrett and Evan Fournier? R.J. Barrett would be, go- would be gone. R.J. Barrett would be gone. Quickly yeah. would be gone. You have, a, you, have a, you have two very good quality players. And then maybe you do some cash and, like, maybe Mitchell Robinson. You know, you lose a little bit of interior D, but, but, but you keep your core. But now you've lost fact. a lot of – you've lost three rotation players for one. And, and now I, I think you take a big step back if you're losing Barrett quickly and Mitchell Robinson. So then maybe maybe take away Mitchell Robinson and throw an expiring Derrick Rose contract on there, you know, like just yeah. asset money wise, right? But they also have assets to, to trade to Portland. They have a lot of assets to trade to Portland. So I think I personally think that would. Be, I really think that Lillard wants be, to play in Oakland. I mean, he wants to play for the Warriors, pretty much. I think I think before his career is over, he's going to want to play home. Really, that's where he grew up. So, man, the, the Warriors don't have really enough to go get them. That's, I mean, you could trade Jordan Poole, include him in the But how does a Steph Curry, Dave Lillard, Clay Thompson backcourt work? That that's an that's an all offense no defense team, bro. You you gotta understand. Yeah, it's like much. yo, you could go and throw on 140 onto the scoreboard. We'll try to score 142, yeah. right? Because we got yeah. these guys yeah. here. I don't know. It'll, It'll be interesting. I just, uh, I don't know. I just hope he doesn't end up with LeBron and the Lakers. So that's. Oh that's no, all, that's, that's like that's about. so sad oh. to hear you say that. If he if that happens, I'll be so sad, bro. Dude, I don't. I don't Le- want LeBron is bamboozled another star to play with him. 
Yeah, and then and then we got to hear about how LeBron's the greatest of all time, even though he's played with like twenty five All Stars and like half the half the NBA top seventy five teams. <laughs> right. He played. Um, he, if he ends up playing with Dame Lillard, he's going to be end up playing with somebody that that scored seventy seventy one or seventy points in a game before. Yeah, yeah, just insane, man. Uh, so there's a big injury. Uh, Darren Fox fractured uh, finger. Um, on his on his hand, I believe it was on his left hand at the end of uh, yesterday's game. They're hopeful that uh, he can play for Game Five, which will be in Sacramento. But man, that's I don't know. That would be it would be very huge if he can't go uh, because Golden State now did what people thought they would do, which is win their two home games. Although they almost. They almost gave the game away on Sunday, dude. I, I, or what, uh, whatever day. Yeah, I think it was on Sunday. Did you watch that game last night, Sam? They were up five. Yeah, I, I did. I did. Under it, a it was to crazy. Go. Like I don't know what Steph Curry was thinking. He pulled the Chris Yeah, Lewis. I don't know either. Uh, dude, it was it was fucking insane. And then all of a sudden, now the the Kings have the ball down one with a chance to win the game, and then. Harrison Barnes just they lost the dribble and took a just absolute god awful shot. And but man That shouldn't have been the shot I, I don't know. to set up for. The, I don't think it was. I think because dude lost the dribble and got the ball knocked away, they had to rush it. But that that wasn't drawn up very well. That whole thing where they it just it wasn't a very good end of the game for the for the Kings. But I, I I still like the Kings in this series because I don't think Golden State is going to win a game on the road. And I think that if it goes seven games, the Kings will win. Now, if Golden State comes down game five and steals it in Sacramento, then all of a sudden we're, we're, we're singing a much different tune. But I just want to go ahead and point out. Fox is okay, out, but he's, he's – He's he's injured and he might not play Game Five. He's doubtful right so, now. So so Mike, I'm gonna go ahead and point one thing out. Yeah. Even if Fox comes back, right, not having access to that left hand and him being the shifty guard that is it, that he is, it's not a lower in uh, lower body injury, right? So his bo- lower yeah. his lower half of his body is moving as it should. His hands will not be in the right place. So you see a lot of turnovers from Fox. Yeah. Um, if he comes back, even with uh, game five, he comes back and moving forward through game seven. That's why I think Golden State can, can possibly take the series. You could, but That's a significant enough of an injury. It's a significant enough of an injury to actually impact the overall inco- uh, you know, outcome of the game. But it's a yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I, I think finger. if Darren so Fox is pay. out, yeah. if, if Fox is out, I think Golden State wins it in six. Uh, like you said, it's a hand injury. So between him dribbling and also shooting, that's going to fuck up a shot too. So let's say he says even primary injury. distributor, his turnovers are going to be up through the through the roof. Let's say he doesn't even shoot. Right, his, he's not a left-handed shooter. He's a right-handed shooter. So you know, uh, let's say he doesn't even shoot and he just distributes. That having access to that left hand is a big deal for him. Unlike Lou, who who knows how to switch it with both hands when he's choking his chicken. Yeah, damn right. Let's call the stranger. Get used to it. <laughs> Don't tell me you've never done the stranger before, man. Come on. 
I'm going to air that shit. <laughs> Joe's on the pterodactyl. <laughs> Joe's on the pterodactyl. Unbelievable. Well, <laughs> broken pterodactyl. What? <laughs> it was a half hey. pterodactyl. Oh, God. Oh, so what Come about on, Joe, please explain. Now- no, continue on basketball. And the last thing I'll talk about basketball, uh, and before we move on to something else, is the Bucks now are up fifty-three forty-seven. Giannis is playing today. This is this he had to play today. The Bucks needed to tie this series at two, and and Bro, they were they were shooting his back up with with injections to make sure he played today. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had no choice, man, because the Heat somehow have the Bucks number uh, when it comes to the playoffs. But Giannis, Giannis has to play, man. He's got to play. So. It, I, I, again, and I'll have to say this over and over, Spolstra is an amazing coach. He, he knows how to readjust to the game like one of the best in the NBA. Oh. I, I do have uh, some baseball stuff I want to talk about uh, and then some new stuff with uh, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon both being uh, let go and, and some, some bracket stuff. But first, I want to talk about some breaking wrestling news. Um, CM Punk was backstage at Monday Night Raw in Chicago. And he was seen talking to Paul. I mean, do you, I'm sorry to interrupt, Mike. Do, do, you, do you fault him for it? That's his hometown, though, right? He could be there as a visitor. No, but... Yeah, but it, it, it's his thing. hometown. It's his hometown, and he's probably just visiting friends. Okay, but he was... Here's the thing, though. Here's what's interesting. Triple H was talking with him for a while. Vince McMahon requested that he leave the arena. He's at the show. He has to say face, right? Exactly. But is, is Sam uh, Punk still under contract with AEW? I thought yeah. he was free to do whatever he pleased. Yeah. I, I thought he was released. No, he is still under contract with AEW. Like I said, the last the last show is he. It's speculated that June seventeenth they're coming out with a new show, and Warner Brothers Discovery wanted CM Punk to be that on that show. So he's very much still under contract with AEW. So Vince McMahon did okay. the right thing and said, hey, no, we can't have you here because we can get into some trouble. They're going to think we're tampering with your contract. So got got okay. to let CM Punk leave the building. He did it. And look, and look at his – I don't even know the fucking word. Sorry. But uh, uh, that's, that's that Taylor education I had. So – yeah. Uh, no, he did the right thing, and he didn't cause a mistake. He left when he was asked. So at least he's he's grown a little bit as far as the CM Punk that we've we've all come to to know and love. Yeah. That's uh, I just thought it was interesting because I didn't think he would be backstage unless I'm curious if he was talking to certain people or who he was still friends with at WWE that was still there. But I just. I saw that. I was like, interesting. Uh, CM Punk uh, backstage. I know it was in Chicago, but still, you know, I, I sometimes wonder, you know, would if there was a show in Canada, would Chris Jericho be backstage at a at a, at a show for WWE? Like, I just it's just 
kind of uh, one of those things that he kind of made me, made me raise my eyebrows a little bit. But uh, uh, as we wait for Josh to come back, she's having, I guess it's his turn today to have audio connections. Um, we go to some uh, baseball here. The Oakland Athletics, man, uh, move, are planning on moving to Vegas. They, they purchased ground to build a stadium on. And it looks like Oakland's going to lose the Raiders and the Athletics to Las Vegas. Um, I'm kind of curious. That gives them more money. Will Oakland start to spend money? Because they've been one of the most frugal franchises for, like, 50 years. Uh, I'm not sure if Oakland will start to spend money going into Las Vegas now. But uh, they're going to get a brand-new stadium. Yeah. Uh, Quick question. Seeing that Oakland's now on its way out, do you think Oakland now becomes a destination for any other franchises to be moving there? Possibly no. like any dis- No? No. Mm-mm. Okay. It's okay. Oakland. No, not what all because they, I would say no because no. they've already let the Raiders leave and the, the A's. So I wouldn't be surprised if everybody just stays away from Oakland going forward. And the Warriors, don't forget, left basically. They, um, the Warriors' uh, new new arena is basically in San Francisco. I mean, but the Warriors were also in San Francisco before they were in Oakland, right? Yeah, I guess. But it feels like Oakland's losing all their franchises now, and so it's just it's sad for the. I'm fans. wondering where I'm wondering where some of these like the Sonics are going to end up. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean. There's been talk that the NBA is going to bring a franchise back to Seattle with name it the Sonics because Seattle kept the Sonics name. They didn't let it to, right. That's why Oklahoma City changed it to the Thunder because Correct. Seattle wasn't Correct. letting go of the name. So we'll see. But uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, feels that the A's will be more competitive in Las Vegas. Uh, they weren't happy. The city of Oakland had refused to – build a new stadium for the A's for the longest time, and they were playing in a very old, run-down uh, Oakland Coliseum uh, for years. Uh, they had explored options in Fremont and San Jose, uh, and but just never came to fruition. And they wanted something near Oakland's waterfront, and the mayor wouldn't go for that. So, unfortunately, sometimes with these teams, like, you know, if you want to keep a franchise in your city, you got to play ball. And Oakland doesn't want to spend the money for any of their franchises. And the Raiders got a beautiful new stadium. Do you remember a couple of years ago, like Buffalo, like before Buffalo became, before the Bills became relevant, there was talk about the Bills possibly leaving Buffalo. Yeah, going to Toronto was the city. Buffalo Right. And playing there. Same thing thing with the Bengals. When the Bengals stadium came up, they they were threatening to leave too. So, as, well, as, as you say that, the owner, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, that's your point. I'm say Cleveland. Cleveland's going to overhaul with their stadium. They're spending about 800 million dollars to renovate their stadium. Yeah. The Bengals, they want to renovate the stadium too, but what what's it cost to build a new a new stadium now? Two billion dollars, to where they can spend 800 million to 900 million, or even a billion dollars to renovate Paul Brown. It might be yeah. better just to, unfortunately. Build a brand new stadium somewhere. That's what well, the dealing with now, because the lease is up in three year, in two years. 
with well, the Badgers. So where would you put the stadium? Would you put it out by a TQL stadium? Where would you put I have no idea. Bengals I mean, they are, they are buying yeah. all that West End uh, real estate up. So that's a yeah. very good possibility. If the Bengals were to build a new stadium, they should have a retractable roof. So that, you know, agree. come December, so come December, January, you can just close the fucking roof, you know, if you wanted to and become indoor. I, I think they should have if they That would greatly change the outcome of games. Yeah, yeah, it would. Once you take away I, weather I think, from a from an East Coast, uh, you know, team, uh, you're giving not only the other team a benefit, but the home team, obviously. Yeah. But Cincinnati... So let's be real. It's not like Buffalo or Cleveland or Pittsburgh. There's no lake effect here. So even, like, a lot of these playoff games they were playing, we're still, like, in the 30s and 40s. Like, it's cold, but it's not – it's manageable cold here. So it's the bad. wind, bro. It's, it's the not, wind. It's the wind. Yeah, it's, it's true. Not the cold. It's the wind. wind. The wind, wind does play a part. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I do feel bad for Oakland um, and the fans. Uh, they've been in uh, they've been the Oakland A's for as long as I can remember, and it's just it's, it's tough to see these franchises go. Uh, but, you know, the start of the season for baseball has led to a lot of surprises, and I try to take this all with a bit of a grain of salt uh, because it's such a long season. You never know what's going to happen. But I want to ask you guys, who's had the most – Surprising start. Tampa, who's nineteen and three, the Texas Rangers, who are fourteen and seven, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are sixteen and seven, or the Baltimore Orioles, who are fourteen and seven. I would have to say, if you if you were to ask me, I would say the Rays in Baltimore would be really okay. two, my my two choices of surprises. Okay. I, Josh dropped, so I don't, I don't know what's happening there. But anyways, um, I to me, it's Baltimore, we kind of saw this last year a little bit. Uh, they got really hot uh, near the end, and I think they almost stuck into the playoffs last year. And Tampa's been good for a while, although I don't think anybody saw this hot of a start. To me, the team that's most surprising is the Pittsburgh Pirates because yeah. – they're off to a 16 and 7 start. They've been hitting well. Their pitching has been good. They didn't go out and spend a lot of money in free agents on free agents like Texas did. Texas went out and signed Jacob Degrom and a bunch of other guys. But Pittsburgh leading the Central Division right now is to me it's the most it's the most surprising uh, because I a lot of people picked them to finish dead last or second to last along with the Reds. And it's I'm gonna be that guy, Andrew McCutcheon, right? They did, yeah, but Andrew McCutcheon's old, man. He's not, like, prime. I know. I'm just saying, like, that's the level of talent that they acquired. I mean, they really didn't acquire aces or, you know, a gold glover, like, you know, in their prime, right? Right. You're right. Uh, They have some young talent, though, that's coming up now. They have uh, Kenan Smith and Jigba, who is Jackson Smith and Jigba's brother. Um, He's in right field. He, he's pretty good. They got Jiwon Bay, who's a speedster center fielder from Korea. Um, and then uh, as far as, like, pitchers go, their closer, David Bednar, uh, has been really good uh, this season. And then Mitch Keller is really looking 
pretty good. He's he's 27 years old. Um, he's actually he's he's been doing pretty good for a little while now, but but uh, this season he's really kind of put it all uh, together. So th- some of these young young guys that they've been trying to develop over the years have, have really started coming along. So. Uh, we'll see if they can keep it up. It, it is a long season, so I'm not I'm not quite sure, you know, what will happen. But they've definitely been one of the positive I, I think a lot of teams have also been hit with, like, the injury bug, right, Mike? So a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, possible powerhouses have been hit with the injury bugs. Yeah. Uh, I don't really watch a lot of these guys. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, what – What's the more surprising firing, Tucker Carlson or Don Lemon out of CNN? Did you ask Joe that or you asked me? I asked Joe that. What you? Okay. What was it again? What? Uh, Joe's daydreaming. Joe, Joe is. Uh, we interrupted Joe uh, jerking at the internet porn uh, during the show. <laughs> Joe, stop jerking off surprising? and answer the question. <laughs> What's the more surprising? Uh, person letting getting let go, Tucker Carlson or Don Lemon? Uh, I, I mean, between those two, I'd say Don Lemon because uh, Carlson, uh, you know, they they were still having issues coming up with a contract and everything, and uh, you know, negotiating was you know pretty spotty. So that's not as big a surprise. Um, okay, what did uh, what did Don Lemon do? I was trying to read about it. I, mean, I, I don't even know what he did. Apparently, he's been accused of being really misogynistic. Um, so I'm just, but he's he also he a cheater. Okay, well that usually doesn't make you lose your job, but okay. <laughs> um. All right, then. Well, we're just going to pass on this one. Uh, I'm going to pump yeah. this one. Uh, well, so, <laughs> uh, Go ahead, Joe. No, I was just going to say, uh, you know, they say he was fired for, uh, let's see, uh, according to people familiar with the matter, uh Lynn had briefly suspended in February after he had made a offensive comments about when a woman is past her prime. Uh, gotcha. Speaking about uh, one of the uh, Republican candidates from South Carolina uh, because uh, she was looking at possibly running uh, for the party's presidential nomination in next year's election. Here's my thing. Like, are you shitting me? Like, Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Where the fuck did you come out of? Huh? Where were you hiding? <laughs> what? Dude, How do you fucking disappear like fucking Superman and then come right back like you're Quark Kent? Well, because I know how to keep my mouth shut while you fuckers are talking, so... Uh... <laughs> Just say you're a motherfucking ninja, bro. Get over with it. I, I am a fucking ninja. Don't, don't underestimate the sneakiness. And dear God, oh, okay. I don't know who... I, my ninja... I don't know whose house it is, but somebody needs to change the damn battery in the smoke detector. Oh, that's me. It's in my office. It's, I don't even Holy care anymore. Holy fuck. 
I don't even hear it anymore, dude. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't hear it. I don't even hear it. I've tuned it out. I've gotten so used to it. It's like white noise to me now. It doesn't even bother me. I fucking laugh every time I hear it because there are TikTok show, um, little videos where they're like. How do you know? Tell me that you're in a African American's uh, house without saying it, and then they're like, "I find that very true." Yeah. I'm like, oh god! Like, see now, if yeah. I was on CNN or anything like that, I get fired. See, because uh, that's very Taco Carlson interview, bro. That was very <laughs> like. You know, it's funny that, like, you know. There's such a double standard, okay? Uh, you know, you got one side of the country, and I don't mean geographically, I mean uh, politically, that mm-hmm. pretty much can say whatever the fuck they want, and magically they don't get in trouble for it. I mean, perfect example of that, uh, you know, Saturday Night Live, okay, is very, very liberal. Very liberal. And they make fun and, of everybody, dude. They make uh, fun of everybody. Yo, everybody gets the business on SNL. Everybody gets the business. They do, but my point being, Saturday Night Live can say shit. So, example, like there's, and I fucking love the skit. Don't get me wrong, but have you seen the uh, the news reporters where it's the black guy and the white guy, and they, yeah. they actually wrote yeah. each they wrote each other's segments, so they don't know what they're about to say, and right. Uh, the the one guy gets on there and he's like, uh, "This just in, uh, Warner Brothers has decided to make a uh, reboot to the Superman uh, movies. This time, Superman will be played by a uh, black man, and that is fitting because just like a black man, Superman's parents left him too. Uh, and I'm like, holy shit, like." You know, and everybody's laughing. The black guy's laughing. How can you say that on, on national TV, right? Yeah, they say on it. But, but my point being is, <laughs> this is a joke. This is a joke. Anyways, go ahead. Like no, I, no, no, no. I know it's a joke. Yeah. That's my point. It is a yeah. joke. But then you got you got Lemon that literally got fired because he made the comment, like, when is a woman past her prime? Are you shitting me? Yeah. Like, you can't live in a country and say freedom of speech, but, you know, it's only freedom of speech if I like what you say. First off, there's a huge difference in Saturday Night Live, which is satirical and a comedy show, and somebody being on. I mean, half the time I don't like what Mike says. Right? Yeah. (laughs) All the time. So, first off, you can't compare a comedy, a sketch comedy show, and somebody on air saying stuff. Uh, One, Saturday Night Live, everybody knows it's satirical. Everybody knows it's not serious. Everybody knows that it's a joke, right? If if Don Lemon, uh, you know, who also apparently referred to one of his guests as a cunt on air, says these things, on air, it's not a joke. If he was doing it on Saturday Night Live, it's a little bit different. But I, I think that's not really a comparison to compare. Are, are, are you saying Saturday Night Live needs to interview Lemon to make sure he gets a job? Oh, no, no, I just, I just think that it would be funny if they brought him on Weekend Update 
and had one of their cast members portray themselves as Don Lemon. That, if they had both Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon on there to do the bit, yes. I think it would be hilarious. Oh, yeah, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think that, that old bit on Weekend Update where uh, Michael Che and Colin uh, – shows the comedy shows look at how many i mean there's been multiple comedians that have been you know kind of blacklisted and everything else because they made an improper joke or an inappropriate joke and it's like it's a fucking joke like uh you know so yeah. i mean even a, even a comedy, one of them yeah. tell you one of them uh, let's see here. Uh, well, Frazier. So, no, no, I, think, I think anytime a comedian goes off script of what they told the network that they're going to go ahead and say, it becomes a problem if it becomes if it goes in the wrong direction. At that point, it's a very like you know, you know, if this happens, then that happens. If this happens, then that happens, and it you know it kind of snowballs. If you go in the wrong direction, you could have your career screwed. But if you go in the right direction, it could be okay to say them to say that, right? Well, but yeah. that's the thing, though, is when they're on a network, yeah, I get what you're saying, but uh, when they're actually doing a stand, live stand-up and stuff like that, like... They still have to give an idea of what they're going to be speaking about to the venue, to protect the venue about what they're going to say. I, I guarantee it 110%. It's built in to their contracts. For those shows, I mean, unless it's a unless it's a Dave Chappelle showing up at a bar, unscripted, that's completely different. Well, well, okay. Since you said that, why? Why what? Why is that inscript, unscripted? Well, well, you you said you know if it's a Dave Chappelle unscripted, so you know why? I'm talking about circumstance. Dave Chappelle asked the bar to close up and let him run for an hour and a half on the mic once the DJ was done. That was right. not on the plan for the, the venue that night. They had to pivot to Dave Chappelle. No, you're right on that that incident. But most of the time, uh, I guarantee you, Dave Chappelle does not give a list out of, you know, hey, this is, you know, this is what I'm going to talk about. This is, you know, this is what I'm going to make fun of and everything. Uh, yeah, no, but guess what? In Dave Chappelle's contract, that's why he left those contracts. It's because they forced him to give a synopsis of what he's going to talk about. And he didn't do that. Know when you hear that music, it is time to reach into the magical 
magical box of ideas and pull out a random topic here uh, before we end. <laughs> so everyone's reaching into Louie's box right now to grab a topic. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves reaching into my box. Uh, <laughs> fucking shit. Okay. All right. Let's uh, see. Ooh, okay. I think uh, I think I got this. Okay. Um, what is – this is too easy of an answer, though, but I have it here. What is the sexiest movie from the 90s? So, like, all right, a movie you watched as a kid that automatically made your pants get tighter. I, I, I think we all know the answer. There's only one movie. It's got to be Basic Instinct, right? Is there is there another movie that can compete with Basic Instinct? Oh, no, I got another one. On that level? What? I got another one. Who? What? Disclosure. Okay, Disclosure. Who's in Disclosure? Why am I not thinking of this movie? <laughs> it was Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. Okay, okay. All right, that's a good one. And it was this so was... bad that you had to watch it again and again and again. <laughs> oh, you know, another. the last one I would say is Barb Wire with Pam Anderson. Pam, that might have been that, but I still that think might have been, yeah, that, that's up there, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's I think that ain't basic instinct that was top. No one's no one's topping basic instinct. Josh dropped. Uh, he was having audio issues. I, I swear, guys, I, we got to get the audio issues cleared up. Hopefully, when we make the switch next week after the draft is over, uh, we, that'll lock down some of the audio issues that we've been having. But uh, uh, that's all the time we have. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. I know that Friday wasn't our best show. Uh, we had a lot of problems on Friday show, but we still managed to get to about 7,000 downloads so far. So uh, we do appreciate all your support. Uh, I hope Friday we got a big show. We'll cover the first night of the draft, uh, a lot of other stuff. So uh, we look forward to seeing you guys then. Uh, good night, everybody. We cover all bases, basic. You can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah.